With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody. Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're safe and well. Uh, it's Friday night. I've got a beer. So is Gary. Um, if you're new to the channel, oh, very, oh he's got a short. Um, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so you're made aware of any time putting new content on. Videos going up daily, but sometimes two, three times of the night. Um, and so every interview, every guest we have is is priceless. So I don't miss any content. Loads of great guests, loads of great fans coming up, including today. Big Gaz, as he's called himself, Gary Moore. Hi, Gary. How you doing, man? Hi, Russ. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? How's how's things in this weird world we live in now? How are <clears> you? Well, you join me live from the from the uh, from my the uh, the control tower, the uh, the the home office in my shed um, with uh, with the, the various adornments on my wall that that speak of my. Uh, my love and my uh, my affiliation to to West Ham, but um, yeah, it, listen, it, it, I've got it easy, mate. I've worked all the way for it. Um, I've had no no problems like that, and I just stayed at home when I was told. I stuck a mask on my face when someone told me to do it, and uh, and I get to drink beer in my favourite West Ham glass. Uh, talking to you, so, life's sweet. Nice, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Just yeah, same as you, same as you, man. Just yeah, carry on and. Um... And, and it is what it is, isn't it? But uh, you know, football was a nice, nice distraction, wasn't it? For it's going to be over on Sundays. It's crazy, isn't it? You think oh, you've waited so long for football, and it's been like this sort of like you know feast of football, you know, proper like World Cup styley. And after Sunday, that's it until mid September. Then, yeah, it's um, it's been a, it's been a funny one. I, I mean, I I've um. I've really enjoyed. I've, I've actually enjoyed that. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I started off in, through lockdown. I watched the, every single game of Euro '96 when that yeah. went on the ITV ITV hub. Um, I was watching. I think on Amazon there's some World Cup games and World Cup reviews. I was watching those. Uh, when I ran out of football to watch, I watched all the Star Wars, all the Avengers. Uh, did all the rest of that, that that most I guess most like wannabe geeks have done. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but now football's back and. And I have to say, I've been I've been loving it because actually we haven't been that bad. 
No, 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 no. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like you're right. It's. Uh, I mean, when they when they pressed pause and then they pressed play again on, on the league, we I don't know what we was expecting because obviously we came against Wolves and it was like oh, that's it. We're rubbish. We're going down. It's like, well, Wolves are not a shit team, and it's like you know, and no. you know, you don't expect to get anything really out of Wolves. Um, but you're right. Then then they just do what they always do. It seems, isn't it? It's like when the, when the chips are really down. They just turn, they do turn up, and it's it's weird, you know. It's frustrating because we could have been safe well before restart if they were playing the way they're doing now. But um, but I just think it's I just think it's taken time for everyone to acclimatise. Are you a are you a crowd noise or not crowd noise person? I I, uh, I fit between the two, if I'm honest. Yeah. I, I I can't make my mind up. I I think <laughs> I prefer it without because mm. I'm a bit of a potty mouth, so I'm going to try and be careful tonight. So I quite enjoy hearing the effing and blinding from the players. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But but if, but it don't it doesn't it's not right. I, I think the only reason I quite like it is because when I was growing up, I remember I remember, um, God, blimey, yeah, Castilla, I think it was. We played in the Cup Winners Cup behind closed doors, yeah, and yeah, in yeah. A, an old video, I, I didn't obviously didn't see the game because it was behind closed doors. Yeah. But um, I remember seeing it in um, like a. a, a history of West Ham video and and the noises and I used to love watching that that particular game highlight of that that particular games a because it was a couple of players we won it, I think we won it 4-1 a there was a couple of players in there that I yeah. in my list um and so I've watched it again a few times uh, in the last week and um and and that weird the weirdness of not having anyone there mm-hmm. and it's reminded me of that so I've kind of enjoyed it but I have um so I, I, I it's not yeah Football's all about the fans. Noble said it in his oh. um, little video that he did. Without without the fans, the club ain't the club. So, no. and that goes to every single club in the, in the football league. It's true. I don't, and I don't think um, it's not just not just the atmosphere, but I just think the players don't. You know, talking to a lot of ex-players, and we say I was saying, you know, you know, behind closed doors, no crowds. You know, how would you survive? And they go, to be honest, we'd need the crowds because if you're feeling shit or you've got a little niggle, or you're feeling a bit under weather, or, you, or nothing's clicking for you, having the crowd behind you gives it you have 15 20%. And um, it was quite clear to start off with, I think, you know. I remember watching yeah. that Villa versus Sheffield United game, and it was appalling. I mean, Sheffield United, oh, they're, a classic, they're a classic example of, of needing a crowd, you know, because they were flying, and they've just gone, haven't they, in recent, yeah. year, in recent yeah. weeks. Um, and it's all about being, it's all about being mentally strong, I think. And it just seems Moyes has just got this. He's just done it, isn't it? I mean, to, I mean, I was, I, to be honest, I was a very much in the Moyes pro camp, camp because I know that you know Pellegrini left us in the crap. And I think you know, to be fair, he's he's coming twice and he saved us, kept us up twice, hasn't he? He's done his job. Yeah. Um, and he, just, I mean, he's just yeah. It just seems that we just seem really strong, mentally strong, you know. And it's just, I think. Suchek and Bowen and 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 Rice, those three have just been just been amazing. Obviously, we signed Suchek permanently today, which was obviously going to happen. But that's a great, that's a, you know, that's that could be our, you know, it could be most of our transfer business done already. But to be fair, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's fingers weird. crossed, I mean, not. Oh, fingers crossed, not. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Brentford don't go up because I want Ollie Watkins because um, I think he's a great player. Um, but. But it's weird. It's weird not having the fans there. It's weird being because obviously I'm one of the ones there. It's weird yeah. when you're, you know, we sit outside 
and I'd, I'd never sit outside when I'm during the match, but you can, and all you hear is that on the journo's laptops. It's really weird. It's really strange, and uh, you're thinking there's a there's a how, you know how many million pounds worth of players are are out there, and uh, you can't. There's no one there to to watch them, but uh, and it's a shame because obviously, yeah, Mark did, did his 500th game in front of yeah. Mola. Um, Antonio scored four goals in front of 300 of it. 300 of you there. Yeah. I mean, there's 300. I mean, Sorry, I mean, there's better than no one. It's better, it's better than no one. It's, it's very, very reminiscent of an under 23 game there when, you know, when, when the under 23s play at London Stadium. There's probably about two, 300, but they're actually fans and players' mums and brothers and stuff. Yeah. But um, it is weird. But hey ho. At least we'll be there next year. At least we'll be in the Premier League next year. We can go into Sunday relaxed. I can't remember the last time I think we've been relaxed at a game. And we can just sit there because there's nothing, there is nothing to play for for us, really. Um, because, you know, maybe down a spot. We can't go up a spot, I think, unless it's a massive goal swing. Um, and we can just watch Villa squirm. And I'm quite looking forward to that because I just don't like Villa. I just never have. I don't know why, but. Um, so you 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 want Villa you want Villa down then? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I who, like... who would you who would you have as the next one? The, the others then? Well, I think I think, I think, Bournemouth, I think it's going to be Bournemouth and Villa, and I think Watford are going to stay up. I don't like Watford as well. I'd rather Watford and Villa go down and Bournemouth stay up because I quite like Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think they're, they're sort of a similar type of you know. I just see them in the same. And also, it means if they're crap next year, there's another shit to You know, it's like, yeah. so just, yeah. just getting in early. Yeah. There's a life of a West Ham fan summed up in one sentence. We're just looking for the three teams worse than us. Yeah. That's is. where we start and we build yeah. from there. That's, exactly. that's our starting point. And then, Let's find three teams worse. If we I find don't. 10, brilliant. If, uh, we, we can only dream for 10. But what I'm hoping is, <laughs> what's frustrating is we're in, we've hit some really, really good form. And now yeah. we've got one more game to play. And it all buggers up again. And then we have to start all over again. That's the frustrating yeah. thing. It'd be nice if they just carried... You know, we'll just start the season. Let's just, let's just, let's just start the next season. But, um, you know, I mean, it's not like they haven't had three months off um, already. Um, so they give them, give them another, what was it, month and a half off before the season starts again. But uh, we'll see. And then we'll see how long it takes for all the fans to get back or percentage. And, yeah, no one yeah. knows what's going on, really, is it? I think it's... Um, Think, but at least um, London, but London Stadium is quite good for that sort of social distancing bit. I was, I was having, a, I was trying to space it out. Yes, on a uh, the um, at the Watford game before we were there early, and trying to see how many people we can get in a little block, and and it's actually quite because it's a bowl, it's quite easy to do that. But uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, at least it's over. Yeah, we're we, just happy it's over. Well, you think sixty thousand in there? If you. Um... If you put everyone on every other seat, that's probably a metre apart. Yeah. Um, you're looking, you're looking at a good 20, 20, 15, 20,000 in there, even if you miss every other row and every other seat yeah. in each row. Um, that's that's not. That, I don't think there'd be many other grounds. And I'm obviously I'm grabbing for straws here on the stadium at the minute. Uh, there's not many other grounds in the Premiership that be able to do that with that number in. So. Um, that, that's it's a true. good reason to have the stadium, and, but also it also it is the access to the, the the ground as well. You know, it's um yeah, it's nice you know, and open. I, isn't it? yeah. It's open. You can you can. I mean, to be honest, to be fair, you know, based on what I've heard other journal what I've heard journalists say, um, London Stadium is one of the easiest grounds to get get in from the COVID perspective. You know, because you have to go in, mm. you have to get you get beeped, 
and then you have to fill out your form and then you have to go through your security checks and it's really simple apparently other grounds it's a complete nightmare um and they've done really well i mean they've put up their own tent like it's like a tent it's 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 very well done um with all the car parking and stuff but um and obviously they could do it's easier to do that if you've got more space upton park bless Mm. it, it was so tight they you yeah. wouldn't get you wouldn't get ten thousand in there. They'd probably get six or seven if you're lucky, to be honest. Um, yeah. Particularly all the clean, all the cleanliness as well. You know, you got to think how dirty those fucking toilets and stuff. You know what I mean? You know, could you imagine what was living in there? What disaster <laughs> festered in the urinals on the on the on the chicken run? But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's <laughs> I don't want to think. God, it's one of those. No, I just it's I've one just of those how clean is your something house? Something up in my mouth thinking about it. it's horrible. <laughs> But it's it's funny because that's some of the best memories though isn't it it's it's, you know upton park the toilets were horrific i mean you had to wade through a river of piss to get to just to get to the toilets even if you even if you did go out five minutes before half time or five minutes after the second half side it was a river of piss you had to wade through to get to the toilets and the but i would i would take that every day of the week yeah just 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 to be there it, it, uh, i loved i my nan lived and uh, you, know, uh, you know i'll talk I'll, I'll tell you a, a bit of a part of what i love about yeah. west ham is my nan lived i could stand in her back garden and hear the crowd and and right so i i was i was born to be a west ham fan because of where my family's from but yeah. that that alone that that even wading through ankle deep toilet paper and piss I would take that ground every day of the week over any other in the Premier League. Yeah. Genuinely, like any any other ground in the world, because it was our home. It was it was just everything we were about. Yeah, it, it was our identity. And that, much as the London Stadium will be one day, um, among, you know, we've got to be realistic. We've got to make it home. Um, it, you know, Upton Park was just so special, so so special. It was, and, and you know, you were there. You know, West Ham were there for you know a hundred or so years. You know, where you know we've only been at. London Stadium for three, four, you know, so it is gonna for your season something like. That. So it is gonna it is gonna feel different. It's gonna feel like a new pair of shoes, and it does take a while for you to wear in a new pair of shoes. Um, but then soon, I think it's easier. It, it's easier to to not worry about the move if the team are performing well. Do you know what I mean? It's like when the team yeah. are performing well, the stadium is the number one reason. Not the fact that the players are not performing well and they bought the wrong players in and managers. It's the stadium's fault, which makes no sense. But um, but when it comes, when the team are performing well, you haven't heard as many gripes about the stadium. Um, obviously, particularly no. there's no fucker there at the moment. So that was the moment. <laughs> no. It's hard to hear much about it now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. I mean, that's it looks amazing at the minute. Exactly, yeah. it's looking brilliant. The pictures are fantastic. But also, it's like you know, because of the crowd noise, you don't get any boos. You know, they're very, they're very mm. uh, complimentary of the West Ham players. You know, so it's um, it's uh, it's it's going going for us very much so. Um, but you're right. I know what you mean. It is it's so much history there that it's gonna. That is, you know, for some people, obviously they're really against it. Some people, really, I was really for it because you know it's not really. I I didn't see the move as for me i actually saw it for my my daughter and her kids you know my daughter's eight she only knows west ham played at olympic stadium obviously i took her to the old ground we broke in beforehand uh before we moved just so she guess she was there but it is about her at olympic stadium and you know and eventually i think you know i'm just i'm just really i'm really looking forward to the to next season now because i just think if we just we just got to keep this 
momentum going. Sign players like Bowen, like Suchek. Don't waste your money yeah. on Andersons and, and, and people in other league top leagues. You want hungry, hungry, maybe British players. But I mean, Suchek's a classic example. He's not, he came from, you know, Sparta, Prague, not a great league. And he's just, you know, we could sell him on the market today for 30 million. No problem yeah. at all. No problem at all. Double your money right. almost. Um, and like Bowen and people like that. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward. I just want us to get, you know, like get at least 30 points on the board or something like that by Jan and then just have a go. Have a go at the cup. You know what I mean? It's I'd love like, to see us with 30 points after 10 games. I yeah, really I mean, that would be lovely. I think everyone would like to see us after 10 games. But I'm thinking, you know... I think that's Jan- a beer talking, though, if I'm, I'm honest. Thinking, yeah, <laughs> I don't... I'm thinking, you know, by January... Have thirty points because to January to whenever they get, I think it's end of May. Um, you'd hope to get ten, fifteen points in that time, so yeah. you can concentrate on the league. And obviously, it's so people are you know we're so uh, transfixed to stay up and get the points that obviously people lose the league, lose, lose the cups as a priority. That's the only thing we're going to win as a West Ham fan. You know, we're never going to yeah. win the league. Yes, um, and uh, I think a couple of cut runs and. I think people would start. So obviously, you know, 2006 was amazing, you know, because although we didn't win, but it was great to be there and the atmosphere and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that's what I want next year. Cut run uh, and uh, yeah. 40, 40 points by end of Feb. Be lovely. That Make would, uh, yeah, yeah. That not having that not having to spend the last two months of the season worrying about, are we going to hit 40, 45 yeah. points? We have to hit 45 points, obviously, because we went down on, is it 40, 42 points since when, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we have to hit 45 points before any of us can can relax. The old, uh, the old, the old bum I was doing 50p, 20p until we hit that that, that much, isn't it? So, yeah. I think um, for me, to, to, as a West Ham fan, if I can get to if I can get to back end of February and know we're safe, that's a good season. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I read something. I read something today actually. Um, and it might have been on Facebook. It may even been something that you'd have shared that someone else wrote. I can't remember what, where I saw it, but our average position over the last however many years it is is something like twelfth or thirteenth. So, like we, what are we seven, eighteenth, seventeenth, sixteenth now, sixteenth, yeah, yeah, seventeenth, yeah, yeah. So we're only three places below our average position 15th. so 15th sorry Gareth. 15th are we up to 15th wow yeah hang on uh sorry is that a nosebleed there? yeah 15th, 15th is the highest we've been all year isn't it yeah uh, that's the highest but, we're gonna be yeah go on yeah but but i think you know yes we, we want to be successful we want to we want to we want to challenge for europe we want to challenge and mm. i know we were promised we were challenged for champions league and 10 years plans and all this and we are where we are 10 years later but I think we've got to remember who we are and, and, and where we come from. And, you know, 12th is our average position. Like, a, a, the re, one of the reasons I love West Ham, and, and, and I know it's, it's usually the first question you ask and all that, but one of the reasons I love West Ham is because we did so well in the Cup over the years. We always used to fight in the Cup. League was the league. We'd finished 10th, 15th, 12th, 7th, 12th, 15th, 7th. Do you know what I mean? We'd be up and down all over the place. We'd go down, we'd come back up. But... We we always used to have, give the cup a go, and I feel like the last probably ten or fifteen years mm. since we got to the final, we haven't really done that in any yeah. cup. I mean, I know we had we got we got a, a bent over by City six 0 in one of the semi final legs of I don't know, what was that two thousand seven or something. I don't know. I can't remember now. But but 
you know, so we, we've, we've got to semi, but really it's like when we get there, we don't really feel like we're going to, we're going to get there. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and since, since we got to that final, but that, that was always the thing about us down. Yeah, we, we do all right in the league, but the cups were where we came alive. Mm. Um, Monday night under the lights in a, in a, in a cup, Cup one in a league game. That was that was what we were about at, 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 at Upton Park, and and I think we can have that again at, at, at the London Stadium. And that's that's for me. That's if if we could challenge in a cup, I, I could forgive the poor placings in the league. I could finish the scraping in the last month and and, and just getting over the line at, at like six games before the end of the season. I, I take that every year for a, for a cup quarter final, semi final, every other year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course you would. Of course you would. I mean, that, that's the thing, isn't it? I think that's, I think, to be honest, guy, I think that's pretty much everyone else. Every other West Ham fan is the same, you know, yeah. Um, it's, you know, I say every episode, it's going to be my catchphrase when we get a t shirt. It's not about the football because it's not about the football. We know we're not going to win the Premier League. Um, but it's yeah. having a go. It's. It's going for the cups, and I think when I interviewed, I can't believe it was. It might have been Akabusi or something. And he said what he liked about what like he what he loves about West Ham is those those games where we turn up, you know. So it is yeah. the Chelsea game, and it is the Arsenal or Tottenham or Man United, and it just gives you that that two weeks worth of gloating to your mates who are Tottenham fans and that's it that's all you need that's all you need and yeah they're going to come back three weeks later because you've lost 3-0 to Burnley but you beat them you beat Spurs or you beat United and and that's that is literally being a West Ham fan it is those sort of those moments um, each season because they come every season we know they're going to come we knew he was going to turn up against Chelsea you know I knew he was going to do something to Man United as well just because it's just West Ham, and anytime someone else needs something, anytime Man United needs something to get, you know, win the league or get into Champions League, we fuck it up. We fuck it up for them, and it's true. And that's what I love about West Ham. We're like the bulldozers. Yeah. This year, we're like bulldozers of the Premier League. We've relegated Norwich. We've practically relegated Watford, I see, or and definitely got Nigel Pearson sacked. I think we've got another couple of managers sacked after we beat them as well. Um, we've buggered up Man United's. Um, Champions League and hopefully relegate Villa as well. So, you know, we've done quite well. You know, we've, we've got quite all right. Well. You've done all right. So, <laughs> it's, it's, it's no honours, but it's honours for ourselves, honours and badge for ourselves. But, um, I, can, I mean, I can tell why. You, and you know, I, I usually ask the question about why you support, why West Ham's your club. But obviously, you know, originally you said you was, you lived in the area. Um, and, and, as, and imagine the love for West Ham just started from there really for you you know you sort of born into it really absolutely absolutely i mean my my, my dad so everyone on my dad's side going back as far as i know have been west ham fans they lived in yeah. east ham um, and then lived on gillett avenue which anyone who knows the area is just off the high road it's two or three streets up on on the other side of the road from upton park and as a kid um we used to go and see me nan every other saturday uh, and I'd stand in the back garden when I stand right home and listen to the crowd. I'd know the score by the noise from the ground. That's how close we were. Um, and, and it was things like my nan used, used to talk to my nan about it and my dad about football. And they had season tickets in the 60s and um, long, long before I was born, clearly, because look at me, you know, I'm very young. Uh, <laughs> but they had season tickets and, and they would talk about players like, you know, like my nan's favourite player was, was Redknapp. 
and and looking back, I'm thinking we had Bobby Moore and Jeff Hurst and Martin Peters. How is Redknapp your favourite now? But you know, she loved Redknapp, and my dad used to talk about Peter Braybrook and and how he used to run up the wing and and he would run up the wing and stop dead with the ball, and the player that he was chasing him would run past him, and then Braybrook would ping the ball in. And and uh, and, and I'd, I'd never seen any of these players, but I, I just used to love the idea of them, and and that whole that whole thing was just for me was just it just grew and grew me, and and like there's pictures of me as a kid at the end of my nan's road, the 1980 Cup final bus going past with the with the with the cup on it, and all the players, and so you know. I, I was born. I was born to be a West Ham fan for my yeah. sins. I must have done something in a previous life that was hideous, but I wouldn't change it. Much as I've tried to get my boy to be a Hammers fan, I failed as a parent. Um, he's he's a Liverpool. He's, he supports Liverpool. West Ham are his second team. Oh. I've taken him to Upton Park. Uh, I've taken him to to the London Stadium. With, and me, so the first time that my dad and my boy went to. The London Stadium was with me and it was important three generations of us at the Bournemouth game on New Year's Day this year. So that was a perfect game this year to take him to as well. So for me, I was never going to support another team. I've I've often thought what life might be like supporting a Man United or or an Arsenal or a Liverpool or a Chelsea. But I wouldn't I wouldn't want it any other way than 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 West Ham. They're in my heart and and they always will be. Um, And uh, it almost makes me like tearful and emotional just thinking about that. And I, it sounds soppy and everything, but man, I, you know, why would why would you want anything different than what what's in your family line? You know? Yeah, yeah no, totally. It's true. It, it's you're right. It's um, it 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 just gets into your skin, doesn't it? <laughs> you know. It's like, I was talking to someone, and he, he was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know why I'm why I started football in West Ham, but then." I blinked and I was being a season ticket holder for 25 years. And I was like, how did that happen? And it's true. You know, it's like West Ham, as you said, you got, you got your, you got your, your, um, you know, your, your bunk, your, your bunk out shelter there with all your, your memorabilia. And, and it's true. It just gets into you. Obviously you got the memo about the shirts, which was good. Um, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, you're right. It's, yeah, it's match. Um, and and it, it just gets into your, everything you do, doesn't it? And it's, it's like an it's a bit like a nice comfy jumper do you know what i mean because it's just like it's you know what you're gonna get you know you're gonna get yeah. a disappointment every year i mean our war song is about things fading and dying you know like and so <laughs> we've already set our stall out you know but um you just it's it, and occasionally it surprises you and it's nice to know yeah. you know you're gonna get surprised good and bad surprises um but it's 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 sort of constant you know West Ham is a constant you know and uh, as you said yeah. if it could be in a championship then we have a good season and we have loads of fun because we play loads of different teams and we win loads of games hopefully um, and you know it's just the way it works out isn't it? it's like you know we just carry on doesn't yeah. it you know and um, it's the same as yeah I mean same as you know my I mean my, my daughter bless her she's I, I you know I, I've um, I've achieved as a parent Gary because she's <laughs> but <laughs> Although she hasn't been to, I just, she hasn't been to a game yet. I'll be honest, she hasn't been to a men's game. She's been to plenty of the women's games because we only live in Ormchurch, so we only live like five minutes away from Rush Green. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, actually, the women's games really helps because it's it's sort of, 
oh, women can play football, Daddy, as well. You know, I want to go and watch that. Yeah. I want to wear West Ham top. So she's sort of, I'm, I'm sort of, it's the sneaky approach of going, you know, going full circle. <laughs> but uh, it is, it's true. You know, and it's like, you know, when you look at your, I don't know, same as me, maybe you've got a neat, you know, a meeting comes into your diary. You go, oh, 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 there's an evening game on that day. <laughs> can we move it to four o'clock? You know, so, you know, no full world, you're going to West Ham. But uh, and it is, and and I think that's what people have missed as well. It's not the it's not the football, it's the camaraderie. As you said, it's you going with, you know, you, as you said when you went with the old man and you went with your son. Um, it's that community spirit um, that we all sort of still see on Facebook and stuff through the the West Ham chat groups and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think that's what people really miss is, and that's why I think people quite like the shit this show because it's like they're talking to people. I talk to people that they know. And it's a bit like going down the pub, um, but it's just over the internet, really, isn't it? To be honest, I mean, even more so today, yeah, chin chin. But um, but it is, it's like, and the same with like the Hammers 11 thing, you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's a type of discussion you would have in the pub before a game or after yeah. a game, you know, who would you have? Oh, mm, I, I don't know, I'd have Roberto. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I think it's... <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't chuck my kid out of a burning building to that one. <laughs> Yeah, catch it with no rope. No bother, don't bother. Um, isn't he, I've heard that it's now Vera's going to buy it, buy him permanently now, I think. I read today. It's like, really? There's one ball in every minute, pal. There's one ball in every minute. That's all they, we can hope. Like, he's been crap. He's been crap there as well. But um, well, you don't, you don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've seen I've seen some big score lines against against them with him, yeah. with him playing. But you don't know how he may well have made 20 saves in those games and only let four in. I mean, you can only imagine how crap their back force must be. It's just bizarre. <laughs> Who knows? But um... uh, uh, we, we really got banned sandwich making in the um, in the changing rooms for goalkeeper beforehand, though, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he got a lot of butter on them gloves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, it was. Hindsight's hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? Really, you know. In theory, what they were trying to do was going to work as long as Fabianski didn't get injured. I mean, you know, yes. it was like, yeah, yeah, send, send Nathan Trott on loan, perfect. Get two, you know, experienced goalkeepers in to cover for second and third choice. Yeah, no problem. They can play cup games. Fabianski yeah. gets injured and that just basically fucked up the season. Fucked up Pellegrini's yeah. reign at West Ham. And uh, it's incredible, isn't it? One one, one thing, that, that one thing made all the difference in that era. Um, yeah, I think, I, for me, for me, it was, it was telling because... I, I played in goal at Park. Yeah. We were chatting before. I played at yeah. Park football. Uh, I played in goal. I played a re- an okay level. I didn't play very high up. I played a couple of games at semi-pro, but not literally one or two. But and that was because they were desperate on the day, and I, you know, I just happened to be there in my class. <laughs> you had your but, boots. <laughs> just turned up. But like, um, but for me, like from day one, it just didn't look comfortable. We didn't look didn't look like he he wanted to be there he you know it, there was no goalkeeping is and I'm you know I've been a very good goalkeeper but when you were if you're as a goalkeeper if you're confident yeah you'll do you'll do all right you know you'll yeah, yeah. you'll fr- you'll fling yourself at stuff that you've got no right to save in and you might get a fingertip to it and he'll hit the post and go wide you think Christ yeah. how do I get to that and, and people go cool oh, yeah guys you're a great stop, stop shot stopper but it's because I'm throwing myself around like an idiot, thinking I can get the stuff I didn't really think I could get to. Yeah, yeah. Um, if that makes any sense, I'll be yeah, surprised. No, no. But but he never looked like he thought no. he could save 
like five p out of hundred pounds. You know what I mean? It was there was no there there was never he never looked like he was a keeper. He looked like that kid that turned up didn't know how to play football, so they just chucked him in sticks and yeah, yeah, yeah. and somehow he he lucked his way up up to pro football and uh, and it was never it, whoever whichever scout picked him. If they've still got a job at West Ham, someone needs to dig them out and no, get rid. No, because all the scouts were always well, Pellegrini's cousins and brothers and sons, and so they've all gone as well. So poor Moisey turned up, and the cover was bare. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, let's get on to the eleven because I'm because I think that okay. will help. That will help. Uh, you know, we'll keep keep the conversation flowing as you talk about goalkeepers and stuff. So yeah, I mean, the only the only rule is that you have to be alive to have seen them play. That's the only caveat we yep. put in. Um, and you can do whatever you want, guys, in terms of types of plays you want to pick. It's up to you, man. Um, now, I, I, you've, you've, you've fought long and hard about this, I know, uh, in terms of yeah. this, this 11. So do you want to introduce your sort of concepts, your theme, and then we can, we'll go through the players? So, so for me, um, like I've, I've watched loads and loads of your videos and interviews that you've done with pros and with the fans and with and with the guys that run the, the, the fan pages and everything else. Yep. And I wanted to try and do something different. And people have picked, like the guy that picked one from every different country. And, yeah. mate, I can do that. That was far too hard. Um, so I just wanted to pick something really personal to me. So the players that made me fall in love with West Ham, not the players that were, I think are the best players necessarily, Although some of them I do think are the best players, yeah. Um, but the players that made me fall in love with the club, um, and that I've, I've I, through my time of watching and whether it be live or on telly or video or whatever that I've been alive for. Don't get, don't worry, I haven't, I haven't gone around that one. And it is four four two. I have put some round pegs in square holes Fine. just to get them in. But for me, this is this is about the players. That are, when they were playing for us, regardless of how they left or yeah, yeah. or how they came about being West Ham players, these players made me proud to be a West Ham fan, and they yeah. and I feel part of them. Some of them will represent what I think West Ham fans want from players, rather than yeah. just being great players. They're what West Ham wanted as players, and some of them are just really personal decisions to me. So rather than they were just like I didn't, you know, I wouldn't pick a Pyatt just because he was a great player, unless he yeah. actually personally made yep. me fall in love with West Ham all over again. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's my that's my nice. background to it. All right, so, all right, guys. So between the sticks then, based on that, Roberto's in surely. <laughs> Not a chance. Uh so I, I thought long and hard about this. Uh, I, I just I, I Ludo I love. Um Shaka I loved. Uh, I, I, I had a soft spot for Rob Green. He had a soft spot between his legs, round about where his hands should have been. Uh, but uh, for me, there was only ever one keeper. He's the guy that made me want to play in golf when I was a kid. Um, he, he, I met him a couple of times. I met him at keeper school in Wokenham, near where I live. I live in Reading, so um, that's why uh, one of the reasons I like, I love Shaka. I'd heard of him. Yeah. He's signed for us. He was brilliant for us. Um, the guy, the guy I, I'm, I'm putting in sticks is Parks. He, he, yeah, he had yeah. septic elbows and septic knees. But that guy was, I met him at a key school in Wokenham that he was running. Um, so a guy I who ran the football team I played for had his son going to it. He said, why don't you come along and see if you can put some goalkeeping coaching tips up? Because I was getting to the age where I was in my late 20s, I think. I don't think I was any older than that, but he seemed to think I was getting ready to retire. I played until I was in my 40s. But um, 
but he said, come down and get some ideas about a coach. And I went down and I'm only watching. And obviously everyone else that was actually coaching a pay, being coached was a paid to be there. And Parksy actually took the time to come up and talk to me and find out why I was there. And, and I was talking to him, he, said, oh, yeah. he gave me some tips. And I was like, this is amazing. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. guy was a hero when I wanted to be a, a footballer. Um, and I met him on a stadium tour. Him and Alan Taylor were taking taking us round, and 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 I sort of got a chance to actually sit and ask him questions. And and he's just such. I, I I went into the bar afterwards, and him and him and Alan were there. And I was driving, so I, I got. I, he made me feel like if I wasn't driving and I was staying up there the night, either sat and had a load of beers with me. It, yeah, and yeah, yeah. For me, that's 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 what footballers should be. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they ain't anymore. But that's what they should be. Yeah. So yeah, Parks, he totally. 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, perfect. Lovely guy. No yeah, surprises yeah. from the first one, is there? No, nah, I mean, he'll, he'll, he's, he's come, he's, we're going to get him on when uh, when everything sorts itself out. I, I interviewed his, um, I interviewed Marie, his daughter, the other day. He was great fun. Loved, loved chatting to Marie. And, um, and yeah, she's, we're going to, we're going to do it. In his bar, he's probably got a really nice bar in his house. I'm like, right, okay, that's it. You've said it on camera, live. You're not a liar now, Marie. So, bless uh, <laughs> Marie, she's lovely. She's really good fun. Um, he's 70 soon, Phil Parks. Crazy, isn't no. it? No. Yeah, he's 70, 70th birthday. He's as old as my dad. I know. Wow. Man, I know. He's, be 70, he's, he's in a few weeks' time, I think. You'll see it because Maria took loads of pictures on Facebook and stuff. So, you know, follow her on Facebook and uh, yeah, you'll see him on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And apparently he's been growing he's been growing the mullet back in is the be, yeah, right. yeah. Just just to uh, that, just for his seventieth. Love it. <laughs> he's great, love he's a lovely it. guy. Love it. Right, okay, we'll put Parks in. Uh, left back? Who's we have for left back? It's only it's only gonna be one right left back and he's he's the guy if if you don't pick Lampard, Lampard Senior, you're going to pick. I think most people pick this guy. It's Dixie. But it's Dixie. It has yeah. to be. The guy was just an animal. Um, yeah. I loved his drive and his desire. Sweetest left foot I've seen at Upton Park. You know, he, he could hit a shot from from thirty yards. He could hit a penalty yard, and anyone. I remember watching uh, record breakers. Yeah. I've got this memory, and it's listen. I grew up in the nineties. Everything's a bit hazy. You know what I mean? But um, I seem to remember him and, and Burrows having a penalty off on record breakers who could it kick the ball the hardest. And at the time, I think Dixie may have beaten by like two mile an hour. And, and I mean, when he hit a penalty, Christ, it stayed yeah. it for about a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was one of the most underrated players of his generation. Yeah, he was filth and we loved him for it. I remember him stamping on Spencer's head. Uh, against Chelsea, but yeah. that's what most of the chicken run wanted to do. I guess he's probably one of the few players that played it on on the side of the pitch that would have run up and down that side of the chicken run that the chicken run probably wouldn't have had a go because they were worried he might jump in and do a Cantona on most of them. Yeah. <laughs> but what a player! What what a yeah. guy! What a player! Um, one of the few that I haven't met that I'd, I'd I would love to sit and have a beer and listen to him uh, sort of wax lyrical about about his time at, at the club and. Uh, just a for me, um, a modern day legend. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. And and obviously he'll be he'll be back at London Stadium next year and Slav. So that'll be interesting. Hopefully some fans yeah, there yeah. to actually give him a clap again, which is great. No, it's um. No, Hopefully he takes guy. a sick day that day. Yeah, yeah, top guy, no, top guy. And obviously he's expect he's, he's having a kid soon. Uh, so 
Um, another kid soon, so uh, that'll be he's timed that well. Um, gonna be gonna be born in close season, so yeah, it's very good. Uh, right, but Julian, I mean, he's Mr. West Ham for me. Yeah, I love the man. Yeah, I think he's brilliant. Um, as you said, he's the type of person you could have a few. You could easily see yourself having a few beers with him. He just has that. Yeah, you wouldn't want to fall out of him whilst no, he's had a few beers, no, but no, 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 but but it's the eyes know. as well. I remember seeing pictures of him. And I never got close enough to really look at them. And I'm not into gazing into men's eyes or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. But the pictures of him, the, the bright blue eyes, the intensity of his eyes, it, ref, it was like you were looking into his soul. It was like every time he went out on that football pitch, he laid everything out there. And, and, and you don't you don't see enough of that. You've never seen enough of that in football for my man. Definitely not. Definitely not. Right, okay. Julian's in. Uh, right back. Gaz, who you got right back, man? For me, I, I think I'm putting a, a square peg in a round hole here. Um, but I've got to have him. Uh, it's another one with a never stay guy attitude. He was always driving forward. He could, he could. I think he played more left back, if I if I remember rightly, than than anywhere. But I've got to have Georgie Paris in my team somewhere. Um, so George Georgie Paris goes in there because he could, he he was capable of running up and down a line, running up and down through the middle, and he might. It didn't matter where he played. Mm. He might pop up on the edge of the six yard lot, six yard box, and poke one home. You know what I mean, he, he was that sort yeah. of player, and when I was when I was an age where foot, growing up watching football and, and being a football supporter, and it, and I wasn't going so much at that point um, because it was, my dad weren't taking me, and it, I was too young to go on my own. Yeah. Um, but like my mates were taking the mick out of me because we were we were either up or down. I think I think he was sort of you know early that late eighties, early nineties where we were up and down a little bit, mm. and. But he was a player I could hang me out on and say, "Well, look, you know, we might be we might be shit, but we got George Paris and he'll kick, he'll he'll run all day for you and he'll kick lumps out of anyone that sits in front of him and and he, and he was a decent player as well, you know. Yeah. He, he weren't the best player we ever had, and he, he he wouldn't probably get in many people's uh, first you know, best eleven. But for me, he was a player that I. Oh, hello. Hello. Not sure I can see or hear you at the minute. Can you hear me now, guest? Hello. 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 That's <laughs> the Gary. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Oh, there you are. <laughs> oh, Sorry about that. I don't know what happened there. No, no, silly. Someone, yeah, stood, yeah. someone stood between me and the Wi-Fi, I think. Oh, someone pushed, someone put put their uh, had their chair on the on the hose on the on the Wi-Fi hose. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know, I know what you mean about George George Paris. What you're saying, you know, he was, he's, yeah, you know, he was going to give give you all, weren't he? And and that's what you want, West Ham. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's, it's... And and everything everything we're about as as a club is it, win, lose or draw. As long as we've given everything. Yeah. You know, we, we lose games sometimes. Everyone does, as long as we've given everything. And and George will always give everything. As, as from 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 my hazy memory of those days, you know, I always yeah. feel like he gave everything. You know, so that that's why that's for me why he's got to go in. Yeah, no worries. George is in. Uh, half backs. Are we gonna centre back, rather? Who are we gonna have? So <laughs> half backs. You you can tell you've been talking to some of the older players, can't no, no, no. uh, <laughs> So for me, uh, one of our own, he might not have been with us as long as we'd like to have seen him. Um, 
I remember the pride of hearing him when he first won his first England cap. Uh, I think he came on as a sub against Cameroon. I was in, had a lot of mates who weren't football fans. And yeah. um, so I used to, I'd be hanging around with them. I'd be in their kitchen and I'd be, I'd, I'd put, I'd sneakily put their mum's radio on in the kitchen at like 20 years old. And, and they'd be making a, they'd be uh, getting the beer out and I'd be listening to the football and trying to, trying to make sure I knew what was going on. And, and, and I remember for me, you know, Rio yeah. was a player that we should never, we should never let Rio go. We should never, um, I get, I guess, you know, at the time, 18 million quid to Leeds. It was, it was inevitable. He was going to go 80 million quid. Then was like 60, 70 million quid now, wasn't it? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, we were never going to keep him really as as a club, but to see someone come out, he was he, he was. I know he wasn't necessarily the first of that generation that came out of the academy, but he was he was the first one that we really thought. Yeah. I mean, they were comparing him to Bobby Moore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and no one really genuinely, when you think about, it, I can't think of anyone else that's ever been compared to Bobby Moore. No. At West Ham, other than Rio, and. And when you when you think about it, from a playing point of view, maybe not from a personal point of view, but from from a player point of view, you could absolutely see the absolutely see the comparisons. He was mm. he was classy on the pitch. He knew how to play the ball. He saw the game before it happened. He would get the ball down, get his head up, play a pass. You know, very rarely came off the pitch filthy dirty, which was something that you talk to any of the old players about at West Ham. You, know, you hear them all say it. You know, Redknapp's one that always used to say about how. He used to come off immaculate, um, yeah, yeah. and for me, Rio's Rio's got to go in there because I I was proud of having him at our club, and when he oh, when he played played for England, I was proud that he was a West Ham player playing for England. Yeah, no, totally, 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 totally agree, Gaz. You're right. He was in my team. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. He's um, and he's one of those players who I still, I mean, I still see him on telly. You still think he's a West Ham boy, in it? Do you know he's like, oh, he's a West. He was a West Ham boy, you know. He still is. At his core, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At his core, he's still a West Ham boy. Yeah. Right. Okay. Who's Rio going to partner then? So uh, it can only be one, and and most people have him at right back or centre mid, but I've got to put him in at centre half because that's when I I knew him at the end of his career. Yeah. I think it was 1988. He came back after a year off from injury. I think he'd retired. I remember being on my paper round as a kid. And hearing that he was making a comeback, I don't know where I seem to remember hearing it on the radio, but that can't be right because I was riding a bike. But you know how memories get hazy. Yeah, yeah, but at the age of 41, he came back and he played played pretty much, oh, you know, three quarters of the season, or whatever it was. But it's got to be Billy Bonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't. For me, you can't you can't have a West Ham eleven without Billy Bonds in. From from people of my age no. who will have seen him seen him play, he was. You know, I didn't see a lot of him, but what a player! You know, if you want, when you're talking about West Ham, and, you, and we, again, we'll go over the gave everything in every game. I mean, my first five players are exact. That's all they are. Is they yeah. gave everything. Dixie is probably and Rio are the the, the two classy players in yeah, that. I, but, mean. I yeah, mean, Bonzi yeah. could play. Don't get me wrong, but he was just he would never. He, I, 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 I I run a boxing club. I, I boxed a little bit and the one thing we always say to the boys is never leave anything in a ring and if ever there was a phrase that that referred to bobby uh, mm. to, to billy i'm sorry better than that I, i've never heard it he mm. he left everything on that pitch every game he played and 100 percent, and he'd be my skipper as well yeah no, totally agree totally agree yeah yeah yeah. and uh, it was nice to see 
Obviously, when we named the stand after him, that was a special moment. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. yeah, special moment. Okay, that's the that's the defence done. Uh, let's go left midfield. Left midfield. Here we I'm go. Glad again. you said left because that's the next one written on my bit of paper. So there you go. <laughs> if you'd have said right, I'd have been scrabbling around and lost myself. <laughs> but uh, I've given the illusion away now, haven't I? But uh, uh, for me, I think, I think this might be a little bit of again my hazy memories of the, of the time. And I think this might be a little bit of a square peg in a round hole to get him in the side. But I love this guy. I love this style. Uh, he scored a, my favourite header against uh, I've ever seen against against Man United. It's Jeff Pike. I love yeah. this guy. Uh, I loved. I remember. I remember. I remember hearing a bit of commentary. Um, I can't remember the guy's name doing the commentary, but he was massive in the eighties and, and early nineties for commentary. But uh, a goal by Pike and a beauty, and and I remember he smashed the top <laughs> corner, and uh, I think that might have been. It could have even been against Castilla in the game I talked about earlier, and um, and I know he scored. A, I think he scored a couple in that game, and like I say, that's it. That was kind of the tipping point for me that made me one of the tipping points for me that made me fall in love with the club. Seeing loads of videos of that when I was, uh, you know, when I was when I was growing when I was growing up and. I, I loved. I loved the fact that he was just another one up and down the pitch. Never, never gave it. I loved watching your your uh, your interview with him and his hammers yeah. eleven. I, I, still spoke as he played for me, you know, and 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 probably won't make many many elevens. If you've had him before, I'd be surprised. Um, but for me, I, 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 probably my first favourite West Ham player. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, he. he, he... He, yeah, he spoke. He spoke just. I mean, I don't really. I never saw him play, but obviously, I watched his videos, watched highlights, and yeah, he did speak. Just, it's good. I didn't think about it. He did, he did speak as he played, but uh, and that's why he's important, you know, because people are in players are important, and he made you fall in love with the club. So you know, he's a lovely yeah. guy, and um, and people, you know, players who he played with at times do speak really highly of him as well, and that to me gives. An extra credence to how good a player is. Yeah. If your teammates are saying what a player you are, you know, because they're good, pretty good judges of character. Um, right. Yeah. Go on, you you carry on on your list. I don't want you to don't want you to to, to bug up your order. <laughs> so you carry on, Gaz, as you go through. Man, I let you carry. We'll on. go the other side. Go on. Then, we'll go, go the other side then, if that's all right. We'll go yeah, to right mid. So, um, so I, I I you know I I started. I was the nineties and the early two thousands were the pinnacle of of. of West Ham and football in yeah. my lifetime. Um, we might not have had, you know, we, I know we won the cup in 80 and 75 and, and, and European stuff in the 60s. I weren't around for, no. for that and I wasn't old enough to appreciate that. But for me, one of the players that sums up, and, and I know that people have a problem with, with Harry, but for me, that's my favourite period of, of being a West Ham fan because we played great football. And one of the best players in that time for me was, was Trevor, Trevor Sinclair, Tricky Trev. Um, I know, yeah, not the other Drakey Trev that was around before him, but but uh, Tre- Trevor Sinclair, he was classy, just drifted past players, he's got some cracking goals, and let's not forget the cross that set up the best goal that West Ham have ever scored, in my opinion, yeah. um, came from Tre- from Trev on the on the right hand side, and um, I think for me, probably one of our most underrated players. I don't think he gets anywhere near the plaudits that perhaps he should have. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's true. Um, I think with Trev, I think you're right. I think it's a generational thing as well, isn't it? So, as you said, people in our generation, so to speak, would probably put him in the team because they, as you said, that was a, that was my favourite era as well, the Red Nap era. And uh, I think, I think 
a mark for good play is when they can play more than one position without it seeming yeah. like they're a square peg in a round, you know, whatever it is. Um, and yeah. he played so many different positions. Not just you know, England, he played on the left, you know, and he played on the right yeah, yeah. wing. He started up front with us. He played right back, I think, or right wing back as well, you know, and yeah, every back, position, yeah. every position, he was, he was, he was class. Um, when he was on, when he was on form, when he had the bit between, a bit like Antonio, really, you know, when he had a bit between his teeth, um, you know, and stuck his ass out a bit more, and he was, he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant player. Yeah, and we, we, we he was a game changer we, on his day. He was, yeah. We resurrected his career at West Ham. You know, QPR, he, he had a good beginning. He scored that bicycle kick with everyone. He had the dreadlocks, and and then he sort of went downhill, and then I think we we got him for Dowie and Roland and a couple of million or something. Yeah, it was absolutely typical Harry. <laughs> Harry, Harry Deal, um, and be resurrected his career, got him back into the England squad, then he went and played for City and, you know, prolonged his career a little bit longer. Um, no, I love Trevor Sinclair. No, I think, yeah, it's great. That's a good shout. That's a good shout, man. You carry on, guys. No, you're doing well, man. Keep going. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> uh, so, we're we'll going to the centre mid pairing. Uh, sure. The first one, classy player. You've interviewed him, spoke classy, wouldn't pick an eleven because he didn't want to upset anyone, if I remember rightly. He was the first name I ever had on a shirt, and I think he's the only player name, of I, if I remember rightly, he's the only player name. I don't think I've ever had another one. Uh, number 14, uh, from about, I think about 94, the big tick and the pony shirt, yeah, yeah, uh, Ian yeah. Bish. Yeah, uh, gosh, yeah, I, yeah. I loved him. Loved, loved Bish. Classy. Um, we got him for peanuts uh, when Morley came in as well. Um, we'd had a rough few... I, I, Again, hazy memories, but I'm pretty sure we had a rough few years before he came in, and then we started to do better on the back of him and him and Morley coming in, and we got rid of the lot. I think we got rid of the likes of Mike Small, and uh, there's a there's a name for him, Mike Small. Jesus, I bet he's never made anyone's eleven. No, um, but for, <laughs> that's no disrespect to the place. He's probably a lovely guy and, and yeah, did everything yeah, he could yeah. for. I'll, I'll find him. We'll get him we'll on the channel. We'll get him on the channel now, and I'll, and I'll say, Gaz said you were shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get. I bet he don't give a monkey's what no. I think about him because I know nothing about football clearly. But, um, but no, Bish for me was yeah. was one of my uh, at that era one of my favourite players, and he was so classy and should have played for England and should have should have uh, gone on to, to to much bigger and better things than, than than he did really. But but I was I, I loved having him as part of, it. and I, and I thought he and I, I feel like he was poorly treated a little bit by the club. Maybe yeah. by, by managers at, at times, and and probably deserved a bit more for what he yeah. gave us. But what a player! Um, yeah. And 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 to be fair, actually, the midfield partner with him, I feel like he's getting a bit of a rough deal at the minute uh, from some of the fans. Um, I'm not massively active on Facebook groups and stuff because I'm I'm an old man and I don't really get it all. But I keep seeing people speaking of our, um, what I call a modern day legend and, and the, the last of a breed at the club uh, and alongside Bish has got to go nose um, for me. Um, 500 games at one club. I don't, I genuinely don't think in 15, 16 years time, you'll see another player do it. Oh, no. I, I don't, not, not just at our club. No. I don't think at any club. I think the Gerrards, the Nobles, the Skulls, the, you know, players like that that stay at the Nevilles. God, sorry about that. I didn't mean to use that sort of language. But you, you're not saying those those one no, club players that, that yeah. stay and play four or five hundred games for one club. Don't think you'll see them anymore. No. I, I just don't think they. I just don't think they they exist. Um, even for the Man United and the Man Cities and the 
um, and the Arsenal's and Liverpool's and, and Tottenham's and Chelsea's. I, I just don't, those top six or eight teams, that, as they're called, uh, I just don't think they exist anymore. And, and Noves is the last of the dime. And what he's given us as a club, uh, I think the disrespect that some of the fans are showing him on Facebook, not that he probably gives a shit or what people say on Facebook, he probably don't read none of it, but that's not the point. I think if you're go- if you're going to show if you're going to show if if you're going to be disrespectful, don't be disrespectful in any in any form on any media or platform. Mm. That guy does not deserve it. No, um, I, he's not the player he was two or three seasons yeah. ago. I, I completely admit that, but yeah, I think yeah. the way that in the last two or three games he's been reinvented as a number ten, playing off Antonio. I think the last two or three games has said to me that actually. We've moved Anderson out, we've moved Lanzini out, and we've put Noble in there, and we've looked a different side. Yeah. And that tells you everything you need to know about about Mark Noble. Um, yeah. I'm sure he's not giving monkeys about my opinion either, but for me, he's 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 nailed down, screwed in, bolted up, locked away, club legend, got to be in there. Oh, totally, totally, and yeah, and he's, I just think he's brilliant, you know. And you're right, I think he's part of a dying breed you know i would i would love another 500 player declan rice i would yeah. love a declan rice and maybe yeah. you know what i mean it's like you know what it's like if you know there's always talk of what you know he's gonna would he be in the, in the team next year you know would he be playing for us but he he's got he's got the potential i'm just gonna say it's in literally like three weeks in probably sold but he's got the potential do you know what i mean he's he seems to be yeah, yeah. a really level-headed player, a really level-headed bloke. Loves the club, um, and he's learned so much from Mark Noble. You can see that uh, in terms of the way yeah. he conducts himself. Needs, needs, to, needs to sort of tighten himself up with his interviews, you know, because they're a bit too, you know, from the yeah. heart. But that, that, <laughs> yeah. that gets knocked out. Yeah. I mean, you look at Mark Noble, he's just our like job. <laughs> yeah, he's deadpan and da 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 and da da da. That's what he needs rather than going buzzing. Yeah, it's lovely, but it'll get it'll get tied up there. But um he has got you know there's so many players of his generation who, you know, I'm thinking about the Mason Mounts and people and Ross Barkley's and people like that, who just go to Chelsea or go to the big clubs, are in a sea of other international superstars and don't shine. You know, he's a he's a big fish in a small pond at West Ham. Um and I would, and I could see him. Well, yeah, I think wishful thinking through my claret, uh, my claret glasses, not rose tinted, but claret tinted glasses. He could, I could just see him still having that, you know, just being different, being different, being a one man club. Being like, yeah, we know it's not going to happen. I'm really keen of wishful thinking, but I could see that more than anyone else in this generation. Yeah. You know, I could see Mason Mount buggering off to. You know, an Arsenal, or you're going to, I don't know, Italy or something like that. Um, you know, you just you can you get that feeling with some players, but with Deck, I just don't get that feeling. But um, we'll see. I, th- I think the lessons, I think the lessons of um, of uh, Scott Parker need to be learned. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was he he had the potential to be that player for Charlton yeah. uh, when he was there, and he went to Chelsea because it's the bigger club. It was the potential of big money, yeah, Champions yeah. League football glory and all the rest of it. it didn't work out for him and he ended up coming to us and, and becoming you know and he wasn't a million miles out of getting into the the team for me you know yeah, one of the yeah. one of our it was only with us a few years but i absolutely loved having a club yeah, and given the, the proviso of what my 11 is about yeah, yeah. he wasn't a million miles away from getting in 
I think you know Deck 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 and Rice can look at that and 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 say you know actually do you know what is my future best served by going to Chelsea and being a being that little part of a big thing and and get and getting the odd game in the Champions League and getting getting ten or fifteen games a season in the Premier League but not being the main man there. I mean, he could go on yeah, into a yeah. club in the world and potentially become the main man. He's he's that good. Yeah. Um, but or or does he stay with us for another four or five years and try and build something with us? Yeah. And it's all about whether or not the owners will go on and and, and help him and build a team around him. Because that's, that's the if they do that, yeah. there's massive potential for the club. But Probably if they don't, who knows? Who knows what could happen? But who knows? Um, but yeah. He, he is Mark Noble in waiting. He is, yes, we like that. Go on, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he could, he could be to. ten times a player. Nobs. Oh, he tends to be ten times a player. Nobs. Yeah. And that's no disrespect to Mark. No, Noble. no, not at all. No, not at all. Um, no, I totally agree. Right, go on in. Let's go. Let's go up front then. Two up. Two up. Two up. Two up. Two up. So uh, I, I would, I would bet a small amount of money that no one's picked one of my strikers. I would bet a large amount of money that most people have picked, picked my other one. Oh, uh, my first one made me believe we could be something special. He made me believe uh, that we could go on and win stuff. And he scored in an FA Cup final for us. Um, and I thought when we signed him, he was a big name signing. He didn't cost us a fortune, although it was good money at the time. Yeah. Dean Ashton for me. Yeah. Uh, I fell in love with it, with that guy. And I've never forgiven Sean Wright Phillips. No, me neither. Still, still he, wrecked, he wrecked yeah. our potentially... Potentially our best striker we've ever had, and I don't mean I don't mean technically being better than than my other striker, or technically better than a, a, than a Jeff Hurst or or, yeah. or Tony Cotty or Frank McAvenny or anything like that. Not necessarily a better player, but yeah. could have could have gone on to score hundreds of goals for us, yeah. and and unfortunately, um, it never really it never really came to pass. But he made me believe, and I, and I. I could have picked five or six other strikers yeah, who had yeah, yeah. a bigger impact on me. Yeah. Uh, from a you know, with Tony Cotty and McAvenny when I was first getting into football, I was 12 years old at, at the 85 86 season. Cotty and McAvenny scoring 50 60 goals between them. Um, I remember the 4 1 game against Chelsea where I think they scored a couple each. I remember, I remember a goal coming off someone's chest and being volleyed. I can't, I I yeah, I can't remember now, but uh, completely, but a long time ago. but. I remember, I remember those 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 players and, and and wanting to support West Ham all the more because they were there. But this guy, in recent years, I say recent, fifteen years ago, but in recent years, made me believe that we were going on to bigger and better yeah. things. Um, yeah, so yeah. Dean Ashton for me, uh, I'd be surprised if anyone else has ever has no, picked I, him I, in yeah, the year eleven. I mean, I, I picked but, him in mine. I picked him in mine um, for exact reason. Exactly. Like you, you've picked a couple of my yeah, players. Yeah. No, yeah, it's very similar actually. Um, no, I, I, no, I picked him for exact reason because I just think it, what could have been. Um, not only yeah. would he have, you know, been West Ham's one of our best strikers, he'd have been England one of England's best strikers, yeah. and he would have been that part of Taruni that we were crying out for, where they were putting Heskey in and then they play. He would have been him and Rooney, and he may well have been at Man United playing with Rooney sometime, you know, in that his career, yeah. but. You know, obviously, when he came back for Mark's testimonial, when he scored that goal, you know, he just oh, still man. still got it, still got it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I think they're still levelling that bit of the pitch off. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, he yeah, did yeah, the yeah. overhead kick, because he put some timber on by then. But yeah, uh, who am I to speak? But uh, yeah, 
But um, I think uh, he was he was the natural man to take over from Alan Shearer, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Shearer, it was about, I think it was around about that time Shearer was, was coming to the end of his career. Mm. I think he was the player that England were crying out for mm. to re, to replace Shearer. And like you say, partner Rooney, I 100%, yeah, I, I completely get that. Yep. Um, but to partner him, you want someone who's going to, I feel you want someone who's going to dart around, get around the edges of the, of the box, pick the ball up, do something magical. And if he doesn't stick it in the top corner, give it to Ashton, put it away from 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 the edge of the box from six yards out from the penalty spot or whatever but he had unbelievable skill um he wore his heart on his sleeve we loved him but more importantly he loved us back yeah, yeah. he might not have turned up for many away games no. but that's not important paolo de canio yeah, yeah. Uh, i've got a i've got a shirt up there signed uh, i was going to move it behind but i couldn't be asked to be honest i'd only move it back again i like looking at it uh, so it's in front of me rather than behind me. But uh, for me, PDC, in my lifetime, greatest player we've had. Yeah. Um, there may have been, I think I've heard you say it, there may have been better technical players in the yeah. Pyatts uh, and people people of that ilk. But for me, the game against uh, Bradford, sitting on the floor, I not play, I love the story when Harry tells it, I not play anymore, boss. I not yeah. play anymore. Paolo, get up, mate, get up. And then the crowd starts to sing and he gets up and then he wins the penalty yeah. uh, and, and the game turns around. He, he might not have, like I say, he may have only played two out of three games, really speaking. Uh, he might have been on the pitch for all three, but he only played two out of three. But yeah, when he yeah. did play those two out of three, wow, what a player. And someone that just, the most important thing for West Ham fans, I feel, is a player that loved us. You know, yeah, you, could, yeah, yeah. you didn't have to be a great player. And I and I like to think all 11 loved us like we love them. So that's yeah. that's the Canio. It's my... It can take penalties. I'm not going to let him argue with anyone over penalties. Uh, he can definitely take the penalties. Yeah, no, no. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, like, God, yeah. He's on the wrong side of the paper. You've killed Calady Canio. Oh, God. Um, I know what you oh, mean. Oh, God, yeah. help us. He was, he, I mean, Paolo was box office, wasn't he? I've said it before. I, you know, I loved the man, loved yeah. him as a player. Um, and you're right, that whole team, you'd like to think they'd all, they all sort of would fight for the shirt, really, wouldn't we? And that's what we, that's what we want, really, isn't it? We just want, God yeah. loves a trial, and so do we. You know, it's, um, it's, it's just such a simple game it can be if you just try with West Ham fans, you know. Yeah. If you're not the most technical, eh, but as long as you run after that, you know, run after that ball, you know, like Colton Cole, run, used to run after that ball in that corner flag. Yeah. He knows he's not getting that ball, but he still does it and, you yeah, know, yeah. give him a clap. And, and, it, and for Colton Cole's a good one to mention because there's a few honourable mentions I've got to chuck in. Um, yeah. Carlos Tevez, one season yeah. that he, I mean, it, well, I say one season, probably about 10 games. Yeah. But, yeah. wow, what a 10 games. Completely turned us around. Um from from my nan Harry Redknapp as a player, I didn't yeah. see him play. I know it's got to be in my lifetime, but he was our manager, so it kind of just drifts in. But my nan loved him and talked about him, and that was one of the reasons, given the proviso of loving why I love West Ham. Um, my dad's favourite player, Peter Braybrook, as I spoke about earlier, also my granddad's favourite player. I used to love him. I used to talk about him. My granddad died when I was very young, but he's the reason my dad always used to talk about him. So yeah, for me, yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. important. And a player that, again, probably hasn't come up very often. And I don't know why I loved him, 
I don't really remember him playing that well for us, if I'm honest, but Igor Stimach. There's something about that guy that in that period when he was playing for us, I really liked him. I don't know why. And I don't remember him having any outstanding games for us or any really bad games for us. But I just remember when he came in, him... Was it him and one chop came? Was it one him and one? Did he come about the same yeah, time as one chop came? Yeah, from Derby. I think they both came roughly the same. Yeah, time. I, I, for them two. And one chop's another one that deserves an honourable mention. That I think he, I don't think he knew what was going to happen next. Let alone the rest of us. No. Um, his, his legs went one way, his body went the other, and the ball went a different direction. And he still managed to get back on the end of it and score against Man United, and that's all that matters. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But that that there's some honourable mentions that that I mean it's not a great bench but stick them all in the bench and see what happens. <laughs> exactly, Gary, man, it's been great, been great, great chatting to you. Loved it, really, really loved it, man. Thank you. For, oh, thank you for having me. The, all really the preparation, appreciate it. all the preparation, all the notes, and well, there we go. You I see. Know. It's all very, it's all, it's all, it doesn't all just get this is the, together. This is about the fourth version. This is, <laughs> oh mate, you want to see the stacks of paper I've thrown away? I, I just, I just. I've, I've I've had a seat. I had a season ticket for a few years. I didn't. I didn't. I, I live. I live. I live in Reading. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've always lived most of my life in Reading. I've never been out to get up much. I've been to maybe since I was old enough to go um, two or three games a season. Yeah. On average, I mean, I had a season ticket for a couple of years, but and went to every home game. But um, I, I I love West Ham as much as the, as anyone else that's had totally. a season ticket for yeah. fifty years. It, totally. It's in my blood. I genuinely I bleed carrot and yeah. blue um you know and and I and I really it, it's it's a massive honor for me to be able to come on and talk about that with yourself uh, amongst this so thank you more than anything for doing these and for giving me the opportunity to, to have my say because it means it means a lot shut up you make me cry no yeah, no, no I don't no I don't okay man thank you um no I appreciate that no and that's the whole idea of it just give people opportunities to talk about the club they love um and that's why we do it um so no, thank you uh cheers guys. I appreciate that and obviously thank you to everyone for watching as well watching me and Gary waffle on for an hour and hour and eight minutes or whatever it was uh <laughs> like share subscribe yep he's finished his drink I'm, I'm out now I'm, you know I'm out as well so yeah um and until uh next time for me and Gary take care everyone come you irons looking forward to you irons come you irons see you everybody take care stay safe love you all bye-bye Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.